Hello, everybody, and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. I love being a podcaster. I think one of the things I like the most about being a podcaster is meeting people from all over the world. I was listening to a very large podcast, or a podcast I think is pretty large. It's called uh, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, or something like that. It's based out of Atlanta, based out of my hometown, actually. Um, And I was listening to them talk about something. And one of the guys said, you know, social media has been... You know, there's some negative aspects to it, but there's a lot of positive aspects to it. And one of the positive aspects he said was that there's this new, like, I've met friends from all over the world that are are my friends that I've never actually met in person. Or he said, well, I don't think I'll meet them in person. And I met them because of social media. And I don't know if we consider Reddit um, social media or not, and I certainly um, think Reddit is very problematic, um, <laughs> very, very problematic, but I will say that this person I've met on Reddit, and I'm glad I did. Her name is Valentina, and this is including the re-release of Episode 72, this is the fourth time she will have appeared on my show. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory. I was talking with a journalist who emailed me, um, and she had a list of topics. One of the topics that she had, and it wasn't even initially the topic she wanted to talk about, was the coup in Venezuela in 2002. And so I really wanted to talk about that because, I mean, I remember that when that was covered in the news, and I remember thinking, well, that was crazy and insane. And and so we talked about it, and you can go back and listen to it. I highly recommend that you do. And anyway, her name is Christina Hogue, the journalist that is. Um, his name, her name is Christina Hogue. And so I really wanted to talk with somebody who had lived through the coup in Venezuela. And so I threw up a um, thing on Reddit. Hey, I want to talk to somebody who's lived through the coup in Venezuela. And I thought I was going to get somebody from Chicago or somebody from Miami or somebody not in Venezuela. And I got somebody from Venezuela, and she her name was Val. And the first night we tried to record, uh, we couldn't record. I don't remember exactly why, but uh, we couldn't record, and... And we basically had to coordinate and stuff. And so we had a we had a show. And because of the internet speed in Venezuela, basically 
the two of us had to stay up um, a very long time to have the show download uh, correctly. And so because of that, we got to talking and, you know, we became, we got to know each other a little bit, uh, a little bit more than just the show. And I don't know, no matter what else happens with this podcast, this is somebody that I will always say helped me change how I think about society and the world and and people's problems and things like that. And I think that specifically every American um, should should think about places like Ukraine and Venezuela and places where people's lives are a lot dicier and a lot more um, day-to-day. Not saying that doesn't happen in America because it certainly does. But I think a lot of Americans have a lot of privilege that they don't per se necessarily realize that they have. She was able to immigrate to Spain legally um, through uh, a thing in Spanish law that you'll hear her detail in the episode. Um, So once she was able to do that, I could re-release episode 72 and properly promote it on social media. And also, I wanted to talk to her. um, I wanted to talk to her once she got in Spain because we had talked, you know, we texted um, about living in Spain and how she liked living in Spain better than Venezuela and some of the differences and things. And I thought, you know, people should hear this. This is a thing people should should legitimately hear. So, that's what this episode is. Now, why is this episode so late in coming? That's not her fault. That's it's um, not really my fault either. But there were things going on sort of behind the scenes in History Boys or Podcasting Land that made me very reluctant to release episodes at all that is now over um so i'm going back in the archive so to speak and re-releasing them episodes like this i i think of more as like an oral history than say a podcast episode created for somebody's entertainment That is to say, you will notice certain uh, stops and starts that um, I chose to leave in this episode because I literally see this more as an oral history interview than, than say, a polished podcast-type entertaining thing. Um, With that said... I I typically say, you know, enjoy the show. Um, and I'm going to say that now. But what I want you to do is to think about your life and to think about the things that you've done, the steps that you've taken to make a better life for yourself. 
And think about, have any of those steps included going to another country and having to become a refugee in another country? Have any of those steps, you know, how many people know somebody who was starving to death or something like that, you know? I'm not saying that we don't all have problems because all of us, to one degree or another, have problems. And I don't, I don't mean to minimize that. But I, I do think that it's important to, to bring forward these type of stories, to, to show everybody some of the things that can go on um, in the world. I think that's a very crucial part of running a podcast where you talk to average people and I'm sad to say that it took a journalist who covered a coup in Venezuela to basically get me to see that with that said there are a zillion podcasts out there and thank you very very much for listening to mine this is episode 230 of the History Voyager podcast. And it was recorded much, much earlier in the Ukraine war. And that's kind of, we, we touched on that. So I'm, I'm telling you that because even though this isn't expressly a history podcast, it is historical. You know, I happen to believe that all things pretty much are historical after a fashion. All right, everybody. I'll see you on the flip side. And like I always say, I'm having a great day, and I hope you are too. Oh, hi, Val. How are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm great, actually. Yeah. Awesome. So... I thought we could talk about your memories of inflation in Venezuela, but also how you like Spain. So first, yeah. tell me how you like Spain. Well, it's been really nice. I really like Spain and I really like Barcelona, which is where I'm at, where, where I'm at today. Well, I'll be here for a, a few years, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Spain has treated me really well since I came here. Mm. Uh, it really, really, everyone is was so welcoming and uh, I love the city. So I've been also able to visit Madrid, uh, which is very pretty too. Uh, mm. But yeah, Spain has been, has been mm. great. I mm. really like Europe. <laughs> I, I bet. How, what are some of the... What's the biggest culture shock between Spain and Venezuela? Mm, well, maybe not culture shocks because I we have a lot of influences from Spain and Venezuela. I've also, I mean, we know a lot of Spanish, Spanish culture. We mm. see, we have TV shows, Spain, Spanish TV shows, you know. Uh, but mm. I would, I would say maybe uh, the schedule and the way 
uh, well, it's not a culture shock because I, I really like it. So maybe it's not a shock. Mm. Uh, but yeah, everything is uh, very calm, uh, at least uh-huh. in comparison with with Caracas in Venezuela. <laughs> I mean, people in, in in but especially in Spain, and, and I, I don't know. I know people from the United States, for example, say something like this: that here people are not like uh, they don't leave for work; they actually work. To leave, you know, mm. Uh, mm. they enjoy their lives mm. instead of working out all day. So uh, mm. they take it easy on Sundays. Everything is closed. Well, not everything, but most things are closed. Uh, you have a long uh, mm. amount of time, a free time in your lunch to to actually, you know, rest. Not only lunch, like. You know that's kind of stuff mm. that's mm. that's really nice and different from and and Venezuela. you're saying like that didn't happen in Venezuela. Well, I mean in Venezuela, you told me you actually knew people that were going hungry. So oh yeah 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 of course. I mean mm. yeah, but then I, I knew that, that at least in <laughs> that that in Spain that wasn't actually the mm. that wasn't going to be the problem. I'm not saying that there aren't poor people in Spain, which they are. They they. There are a lot of poor people in Spain, mm-hmm. but of course the, the the crisis it's not near enough. I mean, there's there's not a point of comparison, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just no way. But at least, but I knew it was gonna be like that. It's, it is it is fun to be able mm-hmm. to go to the supermarket and buy whatever you want, you know, without feeling <laughs> that you're gonna go broke. So yeah. that, that's great. You told me. Um... So why don't you uh, contrast Spain with Venezuela as far as just going to, I guess, the supermarket or I guess the food market or whatever? I think it's it's very hard to describe Venezuela right now because it's really, it's, mm. it's more like um, post uh, out the technocracy world, uh, kind of a dystopia. Uh, yeah, dystopic future. Like, like so, dystopia. Yeah. yeah, because you can find, like, like I said, um, I think last time that we spoke, you can find anything in Venezuela at this moment, almost anything, if you have enough money to buy for it. Here is the, everything uh, well, in Spain, in Europe in general, that it's not the case. I mean, you can find anything, but not because you're a millionaire, you know? It's not mm. because you are paying, you know, I don't know, twenty dollars for a Nutella. You know, you know what I mean. It's just like you can yeah. buy stuff and find stuff very easily. Mm. So, like have... twenty dollars for a jar of Nutella in Venezuela. That's... Well, maybe ten. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Ten dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that different. I mean. It's yeah. just, a, I'm just an example, but it's not, uh, maybe that's not the best example because since there are so many Nutella in Venezuela for some reason, someone bought too many. So now the, the price is similar. But uh, yeah, in general, in Venezuela, meat, food in general is super expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm paying way less for food here in Spain than I was doing it that, than in Venezuela. And I'm eating, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, better than what kind of food are you eating in Spain? Oh, here they have great. So, okay, you were saying that um, you you thought that 
Nutella, for example, was ten dollars, or ten, ten dollars U.S. or ten. Yeah, yeah, U.S. Okay, um, how big of a jar? Because I just went on Amazon, and I saw like a two-pound jar of Nutella for eight dollars. Oh no! Yeah, I think the ten-dollar one is like uh, nine hundred grams. No, well, it sometimes it might be the five hundred one. It really yeah. depends because it doesn't make sense the prices, you know. Yeah, it's make just sense. so what kind of okay? So like you're eating healthier food and yeah, yeah, because um, you can buy good food for way less than what mm. we that's what I did in Venezuela. So and also in general in in Spain they eat really good. They really they eat really healthy. Yeah, and even so, you should go to a restaurant. And I mean, there are a lot of, if you go to the bar and it's just, you know, the neighborhood bar, mm. you're still going to get, you know, nice food, you know, mm-hmm. like Mediterranean food. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm buying, well, for a change, I'm, I'm sometimes buying fish and I wasn't doing that in Venezuela because it mm. was really expensive uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in general, um, I, I pretty much am. Um, um, most of the things that I was eating in Venezuela, but oh, better quality, yeah, uh, and trying new things, and you know they're here in Spain and eating um, with more variety, you know, because now I can buy it mm-hmm. more stuff instead of just you know mm-hmm. rice and stuff or meat, yeah. the same meat means that I didn't eat bad in Venezuela yeah. because you know I, I was privileged to be able. To not do that, but here I, you know, I really mm. can eat better. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, like, you're not like I remember you were telling me earlier, like in Venezuela, you were telling me earlier that um, you had said something to the effect of like the government was listening to you or something, or you were afraid they were, or something like yeah, that. I mean, uh, indeed. Uh, if you work at an NGO, like I do, mm-hmm. I still do. Uh, you are a, you can be a target for for the Venezuelan government. That's mm-hmm. a given. I mean, you need to know that. Even if the government, like in my case, mm-hmm. the government has never shown me any signs that they were after me. I mean, you can yeah. still something something can come up at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been people that they are not even like famous activists most people don't know them and they are yeah. in jail so if they can put in jail someone that almost no one knows they can put you in jail too because they want you so there's yeah. a like a real risk when you're doing that kind of job in venezuela and that mm. kind of activism in venezuela so i i for me it was i always knew that i wanted to leave but it, since working in the ngo was more of a mm. I think that he had to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the, I guess, I mean, obviously the, I don't know if you've been to the doctor in Spain versus uh, mm. Venezuela or not, but if you have, <laughs> what's the difference between the medical care? Well, the big difference is that the, it's actually working, <laughs> you know, the system. Actually- uh, so you can go. Yeah. without actually paying much. I mean, you're paying it with your taxes and you're paying 
monthly taxes related to social security. Mm. Uh, but then you're able to go to the doctor whenever you want. If you have an emergency or something and you can do tests. And mm. even if, uh, even before I was, uh, I had my residency, I still was able to go to a doctor if something happened to me, you know, even as a tourist. Mm. Mm-hmm. The only thing, that the only big difference, I mean, well, that's the big difference. But I think that a lot of Venezuelan people tell the time, and this is not only with Spain, but in general, doctors outside from Venezuela, uh, Venezuelans always say that Venezuelan doctors are like more, they're nicer than doctors here. Why they are they say, nicer? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It must be a cultural thing. And I... Of course, it is a cultural thing. So doctors in Venezuela, most of the time, they really do care about you. They ask you questions. They are like, sometimes they end up being your friends, you know. But that's like the way of, the, yeah, the, the Venezuelan culture. And here, and also in most countries, it's not even in, even in other countries in Latin America, doctors are more cold. You're, you know, they treat you well, but you're another patient. And that's it. Mm-hmm. In Venezuela, you feel like most of the time doctors have like a relationship with you. And this is not the case here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not the case in most countries. It's mm-hmm. doctor, uh, my friends have told me the same thing in in mm-hmm. in the United States and you know other countries too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because since the system is so broken the doctors really want to help because if you if you're in a system that is that broken and you're still want to be a doctor even if you're in a private clinic mm. uh maybe that's also another an extra thing that makes you feel for your patient mm. you know mm. what i mean yeah that's what i was maybe thinking like um you know if you're all stuck in a system together you know you're all yeah. just there stuck in a system together you know yeah 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 um, exactly exactly so yeah but besides of that it's really it's really nice to to have a good yeah. public health system <laughs> yeah we don't i don't think in this country we have that um not i'm sure it's better than what a it is public public one i don't think <laughs> We have something better than what's in Venezuela. Oh, no, no, definitely don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I I, I know. Yeah. Like, as far as we don't have pub. Even like our so-called. Like, we have the ACA. Medicaid. Medicare. Yeah. Yeah, we have Medicare and Medicaid. And we have the ACA, which. But the ACA you have to pay for. And it's not cheap. But you know it is available. Um, yeah, here, for example, you're if you're working, your employee pays for your social security. Your employer, you mean? Employer, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm the employee. Yeah. <laughs> employer. You speak you speak English better than I speak Spanish, so I don't <laughs> speak, I don't speak Spanish at all. So. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they pay you. I mean, if you don't, if you are self-employed, then you pay it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. if you have an employer, then they pay it. That, that that's that's a legal issue. I mean, they have to mm-hmm. pay for your social security. So mm-hmm. you don't actually see it, although in, in your salary they 
you like it's a tax anyway but they take you like four percent of your salary something like that yeah so at the end it's much less i mean a lot less money than yeah i think that most people pay in the united states for a, a security company yeah so do you feel i guess do you feel safer in spain in general than you did in venezuela or? oh yeah yeah and it's funny because yeah. a lot of people say i mean not a lot of people like statistically uh barcelona is the most dangerous city in spain <laughs> but what's, you know what's the most dangerous city in spain barcelona 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 okay uh, um but actually yeah. i mean it is in theory to be honest I feel really safe here because the bar is in another level here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, uh, yeah. For me, what can you, it's not dangerous. Yeah. Can you, or do you want to do this tomorrow? Or I was wanting to know, could you compare and contrast like the safety? In, mm. um, yeah. I mean, for example, here, if someone, you can get, uh, there's a lot of peak, peak, pocketers yeah mm. uh but it's normal because there are a lot of tourists all the time here in barcelona uh so that's mm. th that's an issue here but you know if you have your things secure to yourself to your body i mean it's not like in the middle of the street you're gonna get someone to stop you or you know have a gun at you you know that, mm. that doesn't mm. happen here mm. I mean, and here people don't have guns so if if you're really in a bad bad neighborhood, which is there they are of course, uh, but you know you have ha gotta be first a little bit unlucky, and mm. second um, maybe they had, if something really bad is ha happened to you it's because someone had like mm. a knife at you and they mm. threatened you with that. Uh, but even even if that happens, the police comes really really fast, mm. like in a second. Especially in those neighborhoods, they get mm. super fast, and maybe they can help you with that. Mm. And so, but it's really rare. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't know Japan or Korea, South Korea, where people are left left their stuff at the McDonald's and they I don't know go to the bathroom and they left like their computers on the table. People don't do that here, but usually people yeah. don't do that in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, but when I see here, it's like in Barcelona. Even if you go to another another um, uh, cities, a smaller cities near, then it's mm. even more safe. Uh, but here it's nice. Mm. But in contrast, in comparison with Venezuela, or even in, in a good good neighborhood wealthy neighbor i was really i mean i think I, I was more even more scary in wealthy neighborhoods because the probability of getting mugged there was maybe uh lower than other parts of the city in caracas but then the probability of getting i don't know kidnapped was higher because people hmm. think that you are rich or something right so okay. not even in the best neighborhood in, i mean not even the best neighborhood in Caracas, oh. is as safe as the wow. worst neighborhood here. That's yeah. I've I that, mean a, you know I 
I've heard of kidnapping in this country, but nothing like what you're talking about, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are so many. In Venezuela, yeah. almost everyone has an history of kidnapping. Uh, wow. Not necessarily to themselves, but everyone has stories about kidnappings. My sister was mm. kidnapped when I was little. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Uh, no, but it, I mean, everything turned out fine. <laughs> She's fine. Uh, wow. She was, I, I was a little kid, like, I don't know if I had a year, a year old, you know, was a, almost a baby. Uh, okay. No, maybe, maybe more, maybe more. I had like three years. I don't know. Um, she was in high school, and she got kidnapped, oh, wow. getting out of high school with her mm. mother. Mm. And uh, but they found them. Um, you know, it was it was okay. They didn't do anything to them. Mm. But mm. you know, if everyone has an history. Uh, yeah. And a story related to that. Everyone. So overall, um, overall, um, do you want your your the rest of your family to come to to Spain or? I mean, uh, for example, I I don't think my dad wants to come. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, my parents are lawyers, mm. so it's hard to be a lawyer in another country because you can't be a lawyer you know um so it it it, it depends i mean it depends what what do they want i have a some of my aunts are already in the u.s um so yeah if they want to come yeah eventually maybe but it's hard when you're older because um it's it's, it's not easy to start over when you're 50 or 60 years old mm. And yeah. unless someone can support you fully, I mean, it's at 50 yeah. or 60, starting working from scratch, from zero. I mean, I'm, I'm here in Spain. That's the thing with Spain. Unless you have, um, the salaries are very bad compared to America, to the United States specifically, mm. or Canada. They're very bad the salaries. Of course, the cost of living is way, way less than in the United States. So if someone mm. without a background here in Spain or without being an engineer or being in tech, they're probably mm. just going to end up with a minimum wage salary and working, you know, as a waitress or cleaning houses, mm. which is okay. Mm. But when you're 60 years old, it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, um, so in that in that aspect, maybe the, the United States, it's it's easier to um, if you had if you can go to the United States and maybe have family there and stuff, it is easier to find a job mm. and that pays and um, a job that pays well. Mm. Here's not that easy to find a job that pays well. Besides, you know, surviving. I think the United States, you can find a job that you can do more than survive. Here in Spain, you can pay for your rent, your food, you know, party a little bit in the month, but it's not like you can save a lot of money if you are if you have minimum wage. I think they do in the United States, not what because is- of the minimum, no, not the minimum wage, but in the United States, even people cleaning houses can make a lot of money. If they yeah. work their asses off, of course. What, here, what, is the, what is the minimum wage in Spain? 
It depends on the region because sometimes mm. some regions are more expensive than others. Mm. Here in in here is like around a thousand euros. Euros. A month or a year? A month, a, a month, a, a thousand. A thousand euros a month. Is that for full time? Is that for full eight time? Hours or? Okay. Yeah, full time. What is full time in Spain? Uh forty hours. Yeah, you couldn't. No, you could. You couldn't <laughs> work a thousand. No, right. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, a thousand is not good. No, no matter where you live, <laughs> like yeah. not in in the United States, not in Spain. But you know, it depends. For example, there are places in Spain that are super cheap, but then you live in a town, a really small town, so you don't have much to do if you live in those towns so you will spend very little i mean i'm telling you there's towns like big houses for like i don't know 300 euros and you're renting a full house with garden mm. with you know mm. that because no one wants to live in those tiny tiny cities or tiny towns uh and the food is going to be cheaper there and so so you can't save up money but even even then, uh, a thousand euros is not much. Also, it depends. In other in other part of the countries, usually they pay for like eight hundred because it is cheaper there to live, you know. So they pay you less. But yeah, one one hundred is like most most in average because I saw and uh, something I saw something about that. I think that in average, the average Spanish citizen. Yeah get earns about 16 a year yeah 16 16, 16k a year the average spanish citizen earns sixteen thousand a year yeah that's 16 1600 you know 16k 16k is sixteen thousand. oh 16 yeah 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 sixteen thousand. yeah 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 sixteen thousand. Uh, yeah sixteen thousand a year it's the average that's not a lot of money no, it is not. It is not. No. It is. So it's you're saying it's actually easier to to find like if you have a good job skill, it's easier to find good paying work in Spain. But if you don't, like don't. yeah, okay. if you don't, yeah, uh, if you yeah. don't have a high, yeah. a, a well a skill that is that pays well in then it's better to go. I mean, the United States is better for that, for mm-hmm. quote unquote unskilled workers, because I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you are getting, you get paid more in the United States mm-hmm. for that kind of jobs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but then again, Europe has its advantages. Like what? What are some advantages? Um... That Europe has. Uh, well, for example, um, you can travel to the whole European Union, super easy and super cheap. So mm. you can travel just up for a weekend to go um, to a different country and get back, and it's cheap, and you can pay for that. Uh, mm. So you you can go by train or by plane, and everything is really near. Also, um, <laughs> uh, I think that there's a lot of stress in the United States right now. So at least in Venezuela, 
sorry, in the Europe is a lot of more forward thinking mm. in in some aspects. So in most cases, I think in most European countries, abortion is legal since mm. many many years. Um, gay marriage is 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 legal since many mm. many years before the U.S. Um, I don't know if that, it was. I don't know if it was many many years, but I I know. So I mean, no, but I'm I'm thinking yeah. about Barack Obama and what mm-hmm. I mean that mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, because I know I, I I know that even before that, some you can do that in some states, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about the yeah. 2015. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 15. No, it was 2000. Okay, Oberfeld was in 2000. I'm not going to Google it right now, but I think it was 10, 2010. Maybe. Because, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's some unrest in this country now, and I think. I mean, also, there has always been. It's not like, I mean, yeah. right now it's really bad, but I mean, it's not like the United States has always been quiet. And I mean, there has always I mean, and that's fine. That's, well, yeah. not great, but. It's not uh, great. That's how societies work. And that's how the United States has always been. <laughs> so, right now it's more mean, conflicted. What do you mean that's, well, as far as how, how long you've been alive, it's how it's always been, or? Uh, I, I mean, I think like I mean, the United States is a young country compared to mm-hmm. Europe. Spain. I mean, compared to Spain, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Eastern Europe is different, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, compared to Spain, Spain is super old. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that in younger societies there's always changes and developments. And I think that in the United States, or the way I see it, the United States identity, it's really mixed. When I think about the United States, I don't only, I mean, I think about the immigrants. I think, because I think that the United States is the United States because of, the, of immigrants, mm-hmm. and uh, Latino immigrants especially. Um, so I think about the United States, but I also think about the Midwest. I also think yeah, they're a conglomerate of things. So I, I understand how the United States can be so... This kind of unrest happens mm. because the United States is super mixed. And mm. I feel like sometimes Americans don't want to understand that they are mixed. Mm. It's mm. like... Americans sometimes think that they're homogeneous and a homogeneous society, even yeah. the even Democrats. And it's like, my sister in Christ, no, you're not. I mean, you're no, and yeah. and that and I think that yeah, yeah, America failed to address this diversity soon enough. And when I'm in call diversity, it's not like, oh, we have. I mean, yeah, there are different people, but even between the between the groups. You know, mm. it's not only political. It's like you know, you have Latinos or Republicans, Latinos or Democrats. So mm. yeah, that that mixture it's what makes America America. And I don't think that the United States have already addressed that. That a mm. great part of being America American is being mixed. Well, 
Valentina, you said you had to go at uh, 10.15 my time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 10.12. I'm going to disconnect the recording because it might take a while to download. Yeah, perfect. Uh, just hang on in a second, okay? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I think we were talking about um, Barcelona. Are you there? Yeah, 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 of course. So we were talking about Barcelona. Yeah. Um, I, I, I went for a walk today, and mm-hmm. the thing that occurred to me was, you did you apply for political asylum or? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what I did. That's when right. did that process begin? Uh, literally two weeks before after I arrived. Two weeks before I arrived in September. Oh, it was that fast. I, I wouldn't have thought it was that fast. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it is have... really fast. Well, it was fast also because there were still a lot of restrictions due, uh, because of COVID. So there weren't a lot of people in the country, like coming out of the country. Now it is mm. harder, especially since the war, because there are a lot of Ukrainian refugees. Oh, oh, the war in Ukraine. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. like, I don't know about a Venezuelan war. No, no, no. It's a different kind of war. But yeah, okay. no, due to, yeah. due to, you know, yeah. Russia embracing Ukraine, there are a lot of Ukraine uh, people here in 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 Spain, so it mm. takes a little bit longer. Because, you know, and also in general, not only Ukrainians, but people from everywhere that before, because of COVID, they weren't here. Mm. Okay. And now they are. Um, yeah. So, I guess like, so you're saying the groceries are cheaper in mm-hmm. Spain than in uh, Venezuela. Yeah. The thing I've noticed, the thing I've noticed just talking to you is you seem much more assured than you were when we first talked. Is that because you feel safer or... Uh, well, maybe because I'm calm. Uh, the, the thing is that, um, although, I mean, I mean, of course, it's safer here, but it's when you're in Venezuela, there's a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, even if you have plans, I mean, everything can turn out differently. <laughs> uh, so yeah. here now yeah. you can kind of rest of that. And I mean, of course, you, you plan for the future, but it's not that uncertain. Hmm. Okay. Um. What does that feel like for you on a daily, on a day-to-day basis? Oh, well, it, it's it's been it's been really nice to be honest. Um. Oh. Now I have a, a well, I have a, a job here in 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 Spain and a, a, a new one, and now I'm much more established in the country than I was a few months ago. So now everything seems cool, especially since I got like my papers because everything, all of this started in September of last year, but you know, it takes a while. It took about five months and that's actually really fast to get a residency. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's still those five months. I, I wasn't able to work here legally. Uh So let me ask, um, 
So you're not. So you're a resident of Spain, but you're. Are you? Can you apply for citizenship? Or yeah, yeah, I can after two years. After two years. Yeah, that's very fast, actually. I that believe. is very fast. I think you had said earlier it was because you had family in Spain. Is that true? No, it's not because of that. It's because uh, because we were a colony, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much the reason. Uh, oh, so Spain. All, yeah, yeah. For all the yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. almost everyone in Latin America can ask for a citizenship after two years of being legal in Spain. Okay, do you have to be have Spanish blood, or can you be like native? No, 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 nothing. Just because oh, you wow. were born in in those countries, no, oh, you, wow. you don't have to be related to anyone in Spain whatsoever. I wonder because Colorado was a one time a Spanish colony. Oh no, I'm pretty sure they do not allow. <laughs> yeah, even if you're from Colorado, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, I, I get it. But I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. I never thought about it before. Yeah, but no, um, no. I'm pretty sure they just yeah, yeah they even yeah. do that. Um, so, yeah. Which is bigger, Caracas or Barcelona? Mm, well, in density. Barcelona has more people, yeah. but uh, maybe Caracas feels bigger in the mm. in, in kilometers wise. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but of feels, course, Barcelona yeah. is much more dense and alive and filled with things to do. Caracas has a lot of that space for even. I mean, there are a lot of people living in Caracas, but yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's more free space. And mm-hmm. also, I don't know, uh, maybe apartments are bigger, and I don't know. I, I mean, it mm-hmm. depends. Caracas is really big and very different in different parts of the city. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Barcelona feels more dense, feels more alive, feels like there's way much more things to do and something's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Caracas was, I mean, kind of like that. There's something happening, but not necessarily something good. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Barcelona Barcelona is a tiny um, city. So tell me, when you first got to Spain, um, I remember, um, I remember you sent me some, uh, pictures, um, you texted me some pictures. So when you first got to Spain, you got to an airport. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Barcelona one. Did you go to your? What was the first thing you did? Did you go to your to your aunt's house or? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went to, and then then I really quickly I found out uh, um, a bedroom. I'm sorry. Okay, so she had a bedroom for you and all that. Um, oh no, no, yes, yeah, yeah, of course, my okay, my aunt. Okay. But then after that, I move out like in a week. Did she um, have to do anything on her end? No, no. Okay. She yeah. didn't have to. Do. I mean, of course, she helped me get when I got uh, here. But as far as with the authorities, no, nothing, nothing. I mean, everything I did by myself. I mean, mm-hmm. basically for the Spanish government, my mm-hmm. aunts. I have several aunts here, and they do not mm-hmm. exist. For were, uh, for did they, there are. Were they, were they there before the coup or after? Uh. I mean, which one? Which... Oh, okay. So your aunts, in general, they were there 
both before and after the coup. They had arrived in Spain. But 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 what but what coup? And oh, the, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there are a few the, ones. Oh right, there was the one in two thousand two, which is how we yeah. air quotes met. Okay. There was the one that Chavez did. <laughs> yeah. Well, he tried. He tried. He didn't do it. He didn't achieve so, it. But he did one in ninety two. Uh, but it, no, one of them. So there was one he did in ninety two. You said. I think yeah. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and one of my aunts uh, has been living here for many years, I think, since the early thousands, maybe late 90s. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think late 90s. Okay, so she's, uh, she's been there a while. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I have another okay. one that's been here from like 2007, maybe, maybe even before that. And I have another one that's here since uh, 2018, I think. The are they sisters? One. How are they related? Yeah, are they, they are all sisters. Okay, they're sisters. Um, why did they have to leave? I mean, okay, this is going to sound incredibly, incredibly dumb. <laughs> Don't worry. Was there a reason, other than the fact that Venezuela had a coup... Was there a reason they had to leave Venezuela? Well, that, that, that actually wasn't the main reason. The first one, she was she is a doctor, and actually ah. there were better opportunities for her here uh, mm. to do, you know, to keep studying. I mean, after she graduated and she became a doctor in Venezuela, and she could keep studying here, and there were better opportunities here than in Latin America. And then the other one saw that Venezuela wasn't doing well, you know, already in 2007, it's like, you know, I need to to go away and find something. I think it was 2005, maybe. Um, mm. I need to go away and find something else to do outside. And then, uh, and of course, I'll go to where my sister is, you know. Mm. And the recent one, uh, of course, Venezuela was all really, really bad five years ago. Well, four years ago, 2018. It was mm. in a really, really bad spot. Well, is still, but, you know. It was really bad by then. Mm. Um, so she decided that she wanted to go with, to, you know, to her sisters. Mm. So you say there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Ukrainians in Spain. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe, of course, in comparison with other countries, like mm. Romania, Moldavia. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how to say Moldavia in English. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Moldova, I think. Moldova, yeah, Moldova. Uh, even Germany, so because Spain is you know, very far away uh, in comparison. But mm. there are still a lot of people. I mean, I, uh, uh, I know mm. I had a, a, a refugee, a family of Ukrainian refugees that stayed at my place for a weekend. Yeah, I remember telling you about, I had talked to a, a woman... Uh, from Ukraine. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember telling you about that. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess like you're, you're in, com are you in computer classes in, or computer science classes in Spain or? Well, not, not yet, no? yet. I mean, I started some, doing some, some courses, free courses mm. that are here available. They're really nice. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm on my way to enroll into a Spanish university. 
but I need to finish sorting out some things with the papers. But yeah, I'll I'll try to finish mm. Mm. my engineering degree here eventually. Did you start an engineering degree in Caracas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did okay. a lot of years, actually. Okay. Yeah. Almost for almost why I just didn't graduate, yeah. but I did a lot yeah. of years. Yeah, and it was a computer engineering degree, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you flew, okay. So you flew to, to Barcelona and that was because of your aunts, right? Yeah. Uh, in Barcelona. And so in Venezuela, are you allowed to, are people allowed to travel in the country or? Um, or? yeah, yeah. You don't have to ask permission to leave or anything, mm -hmm. but it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard because uh first uh, flights coming out from Venezuela is super expensive more expensive than in Colombia which is just next door and it's not because of the distance to anything it's just you know uh, the market the, the market yeah. exactly so it's super so expensive. that's a how did you um how were you able to I mean did you have to save up for yeah, the yeah. for ticket? for a year it took me about a year to save up for mm. for the plane. And, you wow. know, to have save up a little bit of money to get here without being broke <laughs> in, the free, remember, in the first week. Do you remember how much the plane ticket cost? Yeah, it actually was, I mean, it was cheap uh, in comparison with that, with what it is right now due mm -hmm. to COVID. But it was um, uh, over over $800. Okay, yeah. That's, that's pretty expensive, but still... But um, yeah, exactly. Right now they're over a thousand. Yeah. You had said earlier, and I think we had talked about this earlier, um, that now the if we if you and I were to talk in Venezuela today, it would be harder for us to have our conversation that we had earlier. Um, yeah. Why is that? Is that because Venezuela is crack, cracking down on VPNs and things? things well, of that nature or? they're doing that the thing is that i mean if you are a little bit if you're tech savvy you know how to get around that so it's mm -hmm. not a big deal i mean if they block a vpn you can use another one and that's it um what happens is if you're not tech savvy as much people is um, the majority of people is aren't uh mm. It takes you a while to figure these things out. So, you until mm -hmm. someone teach you to how to use a VPN or how to access certain websites, it's hard, and people don't actually don't get informed and don't get uh, the news that they should be getting because of that. So they they learn everything uh, through social media, and that's not always you know, the best way possible. That's, but even yeah, that... never the best way possible. Yeah, but even even though, even though, I mean, um, in Venezuela, the, the best way, I mean, the majority, all, I'm going to say all of um, news sites have a Twitter account and they're really big because that's how Venezuelans know about what's happening through Twitter and social media. But all these sites link to their main website where they explain the news or they have the video. But if you mm. click the link that is on the tweet, you can't open it in Venezuela. 
because it's block. Again, it's really easy to overcome. But if you don't know what is a VPN, then you won't be able to do so. So there's a, a, a thing about uh, there, there's a thing about teaching teaching people in Venezuela how to circumvent censorship. Mm. Yeah. And also that yeah. it's very delicate to, to talk about mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. I mean, you can do it. Everyone, I mean, I'm not going to say that everyone does it. Uh, but well, lots of people do it. Lots, lots of people, people do. But mm. if you get a lot of attention, I mean, yeah. that might be a problem. Again, they might decide you. There's a lot of big people that never, that have never been arrested. But it's a gamble. It's just because the government doesn't want you and they don't care or whatever but you're always in in danger all the time mm. and there's self-censorship because i've i've done radio interviews talking about things like uh government sponsored espionage on venezuelans and things like that and, and i mm-hmm. know that if i'm on radio or something like that venezuelan radio of course uh I need to censor my, myself in order for the host of the host of the radio, the radio host not getting pro- in trouble. We're still talking mm. about the news and we're still talking about the situation, but I'm going to be more muted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you've told me before, and I, I hate to keep asking this, but for some people, this might be the fr- the first podcast they hear about you with on my show. Um, so why don't you tell, would you mind telling people how you learned how to speak English? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, oh. Okay. Do you hear that? I no. I just hear you. Oh, okay. Then, then, uh. then it's okay. That the make is doing good. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, of course, I, I, I've said this a couple of times, but I grew up a little bit more privileged than the average Venezuelan, but I still, I, I was able to go to a private high school. Yet again, these private high schools are not like private schools in the U.S. They are private high schools that are really cheap and private high schools that are way, way more expensive. Um, but free, I mean, public high schools are in really bad shape. For, and has been like that for the past 20 years, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in a private high school, which is like middle class, middle of the row high school, mm-hmm. no, uh, not, not nothing fancy. And it's in the high school Venezuelan curriculum, not even high school, also middle school and kindergarten to teach English. It is mandatory. Even in public schools, even if they actually don't teach it because they don't have a teacher, but it is mandatory to do so in theory. So mm-hmm. we learn English in Venezuela. The thing is that uh, not everyone, not every kid actually learns English in school. You, mm-hmm. I think you gotta like it. And since I, am, I did good at it, I learned it by myself. And also I, I was on the internet since a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, on the internet, you need to <laughs> learn English 
to actually have uh, the full picture mm-hmm. uh, of, of everything that's of, of what is happening. So, mm-hmm. and also music. I would say music was uh, the other big influence, music and video games. So after all, you end up learning you learn, English. By you learn English from music. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you remember some of the bands or some of the musicians you, you learned English from? Um, well, I would say that maybe Paramore is the biggest one. <laughs> Uh, I really love Paramore. But, I mean, uh, of course, when I was a kid in middle school, Paramore was a big thing. It is still a big thing. Paramore is, is great. But uh, when I was a kid, there was, you know, all these big emo bands, and Paramore was, of course, at it. So, yeah, I think Paramore, Lady Gaga, too, since I was a Lady Gaga was super big. Um, also, Paramore and Lady Gaga... Um, to, I mean, Haley Williams and Lady Gaga are two musicians, and they speak. They speak very clearly. They don't have a thick accent at all, so it's really easy to understand them. I don't know. So I, I'm guessing that because of them, I also really got to learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wishing. <laughs> I, I I went to a, con- a Paramore concert in Venezuela. In oh, what? You went, to a, you went to a Paramore concert in Venezuela in 2011. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, in 2011, mm. we still received like big artists. I think like the biggest artists we got, uh, the last one was like Beyonce. It, Beyonce, I think it, okay. Maybe it was 2011 or 2012. Yeah. I don't remember. Why? It was like the last big artist that came here. Why did... um There. Why did they quit coming? Is it just because they weren't safe, or yeah? First, that also it's it wasn't profitable. I mean, it's the thing. I mean, you don't wow. see these kind of artists going to China either. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, of course, China is more open, and that's. I mean, it's not more open. China is not <laughs> open, but you know, you don't see a primary concert concert in China. Uh, yeah. So that that you know that that sort of stuff and and bad relationship mm. with the U.S., then mm. it was really hard for artists to actually get any money out of Venezuela because first, no one, I mean, people didn't have money. And mm. then due to the exchange, uh, um, I mean, it wasn't easy. It is still isn't, but back then it was really hard to get U.S. dollars. So it was just tricky. I mean, it, it was just messy. So yeah. they just say, I can't come here to this place that is all messed up. Right. And that's it. Yeah. It is what it is. No, it is what it is. Um, hmm. 2011, that was 11 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting hmm. for pro- another Pastor Promo concert since well, that day. I mean, they'll, they'll go to Spain or... Yeah, they'll go. They, I'm pretty sure they'll um, come here eventually. Yeah. I think you said earlier today that you you can legally travel to, um, like France and England, Germany. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, England's not in the EU, is it? So no, I can't go to England actually, not anymore. Mm. Since not, the since the Brexit. How would you be able to go to England? I need to ask for a visa. Okay. Would you need to be a citizen of Spain first, or? Mm, I would need to ask for a visa as a Venezuelan. Hmm. But of okay. course, I would tell them, okay, yeah, I'm a still. Re- I mean, the fact that I'm a resident of Spain, 
I'm guess that will help, yeah. of course. But I mean, I'm just yeah. like I, yeah. I I'm pretty sure I can't wait two years to visit the UK. London yeah. is not going every, yeah. anywhere, so yeah. So I'll ask no, for a visa. London's been around for thousands of years. London, London was actually founded by the Romans. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. London yeah, yeah. was founded by the Romans. It's not really going anywhere. Um, hmm. So, yeah, that, it's not even planned yet, but maybe yeah, yeah. I do want to visit other places. I mean, I have the whole Shenzhen zone. What are, have you noticed like your goals? Like your goals in life have changed since you've gotten to Spain, or, or what? Like what? The thing is that I, what I'm noticing is that even, I mean, before I can't, I couldn't actually have clear goals because you can't prepare for anything. I mean, even though you can't actually have, I mean, you you have dreams and stuff, but it's really hard to actually try to do anything. So it's mm. hard for you to set goals if you have no no way to to get there. I mean, if you don't feel like you can get there, it's, mm. it's really hard to set goals. Now here you can start preparing for the future. Back then it's like, okay, let's just try to get by and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, so we were going to talk about, like, I guess, how much would, okay, like, for inflation. Because mm-hmm. Americans Americans think we're going through inflation now, but. <laughs> I mean, I, in theory, I mean, technically, yes, here too, but. Yeah. Of course, what it's different. Think, <laughs> what do you think the inflation in Spain is due to like what would you think it was due to well first we are coming back from a pandemic and people thought that we weren't i mean that the crash already happened and it mm. didn't i mean the crash is coming it's right well it's not coming it's here this is when you crash. say when you say crash what do you mean crash i mean a market i mean okay. we the, i mean of course the, markets were gonna feel it but we i mean but mm. during the pandemic since people couldn't go out um i mean in general in the whole world we try to back it down um mm. you know we gave helps to people uh, that sort of stuff you know uh mm. if you lost your job we give you money to survive while, while you were at it right now we're feeling what everything after the pandemic left us and the, all the money that we spend and all the money that we lost and, um, and that's yeah. that was about Do to you... happen and also that of course of course that uh, the the war with russia has, mm. has it, it's big yeah. it is a big issue and it affects everyone everywhere the oil um russian yeah. Does does Spain get a lot of its oil from Russia? No, no, no. I mean, they think they already cut it out completely because they Mm. don't actually need it. Mm. Mm. So that that part, but of course, Mm. Germany is the biggest, the biggest one in in Europe, and they do need it. So that Mm -hmm. that's an issue. Mm. Yeah, that's that's an issue. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's. 
It's going to be a war between Ukraine and Russia for years. I do, too. I don't think this is going to stop for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, but the, the, the war needs to rearrange to this new scenario. Yeah. After that, it, it's going to be... Uh, I mean, everything's going to settle down, but first, it needs, this needs to happen. I mean, mm. this weird mm. economic... Uh, downturn mm. that we're gonna that, that we're seeing. Of course, there is inflation. I I've mm. seen it. I mean, I notice this even just mm. in less than a year that I've been here. What are, what are the what are some of the changes that you've seen? I think it's not in food is the biggest one. I I don't mm. notice it much ever everywhere um mm. anywhere else. Um, but I think that food is the biggest one mm. because you since you buy food constantly. You go to the supermarket and you know the prices mm. after a while, mm. then you notice it. You notice it. Uh, it. But it's not like, I mean, I'm Venezuelan, you know, so I mean, a 10% inflation over eight eight months, mm. or for me, in, I mean, in Venezuela, you had 10% inflation a day, mm. or mm. you know, or even more than that in just one day. So for mm. me, it's more like, oh, well, that's uh, uh, it's not that big mm. of a deal to when you prepare for that and when uh i mean it affects everyone either way i mean it's not like mm. it, it won't affect you 10 percent it's a lot but mm. um i'm used to it you know yeah i guess so i guess so so um, I know how to manage, and I'm always looking for a way to save money and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. How are? Let me ask you a question. This is another thing we talked about. Um, how how are um, at least the Spanish people that you've met? How, how you know you, you how do, how do they? How do you notice how they relate to the world and how that's different from how you relate to the world? Yeah, I mean, in general, the fact, I mean, when you talk about Venezuela mm. and Latin America, but especially Venezuela, because, I mean, Latin America, so Latin America has a lot of problems, but specifically mm. Venezuela, it's, of course, terrible. So for them, it's hard to wrap their, head, their heads around everything that we live there and that mm. what people go through. So, of course, they kind of know sometimes sometimes they don't know anything mm. uh, but most of them do because they 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 watch the news or something and they always ask you oh it is really that bad and i have to say like yes it is that bad i, I think it's even worse of what you say in the news because the people really want to know maybe that the, it's in the the news uh how do you say the the news sites and the tv shows that are making a big out of this because they they you know that they're lying to get people scared and stuff and it is like no about venezuela it is that bad and even worse of what you think and Mm. of course people get a little i wouldn't say sad they get shocked because they don't know how to talk to you in a way like because you say the most unhinged horrible stuff that happened in venezuela and then but yeah yeah well i'm good Because I normalize it, of course. I live there. I, I yeah. lived there for twenty-two years. Um, um, 
but for them it's like oh that's a that's a nightmare i mean like well when you live and for a long period of time then it becomes your reality then it's not a nightmare anymore it's just what it is it's so, just life yeah yeah so yeah yeah I've, i teach people and some people get uh, really shocked when i say to them that i'm a refugee because they don't know that it is that bad they really think it is not that bad although it is so when i say that i'm a refugee they say they, they think to themselves oh oh shit it's real you know so so they don't think the stuff in venezuela is real or they don't think i mean they They know, but they think that maybe the, it's the press that is making a big a big deal out of it. Mm. Uh, so they want to downplay it. And when someone says, no, no, it, it is really like that, then they get like, whoa, shit, like that's bad. <laughs> so yeah, it's more like a, yeah. a shock because they don't... It's I mean, it's hard for people to understand that people can be that mean and they mm. can do that to a whole, whole country. Yeah. Uh, but they do <laughs> they did mm. and yeah our country can be that powerful also it's just uh, I mean ignorance and I don't want to uh, I don't want it to feel to to feel rude or anything but it's not a bad thing you know like this mm. full ignorance because they are privileged enough to not have to live through that so why would I they don't mm. have to know that's fine <laughs> I mean uh, I would that, that's totally yeah. fine of course I I I'm a person that I always watch news about everything, everywhere. Uh, but I know most people aren't like that. And I know Venezuela, that they don't know what's happening in other countries. So that's fine. I get it. Um, but yeah, it's just the ignorance. Ignorance is a bliss. Yeah. Um, hmm. Um... What's your favorite thing to do in Spain? Um, like, what's your favorite thing to do? Um, probably eat and walk. <laughs> eat. Eat <laughs> and walk. Yeah, because it's really, first, the food is great, for real. Mm. I mean, mm. it, not in every part of Europe, the food is great. But in this case, I mean, Spain is, has great food. Yes, it's noted um, for its food. Uh, but I just like to be able to go out and just mm. eat something without feeling I'm gonna go broke or just walking, you know, walking to go to places and feeling safe in public mm. transportation because in Venezuela you were always like, um, you know, watching your back all the time mm. and you don't have to do mm. that here. Hmm. You said you had relatives in in the United States. What do they tell you about the United States? Sorry, who who? You said you had relatives in the United States. Oh yeah. What do they tell Friends. you about the United States? Well, the band. So you know, I have relatives that been that have been living in the United States for over 20 years. I have an aunt that's there just like less than a year ago. I mm -hmm. I have friends that have been there since we graduated high school. And I just think it's just a different lifestyle and it depends. Uh, almost everyone that it is that is in the United States likes it. Mm. But also because I feel like they they knew what we what 
they they knew what they wanted to and their lifestyles and their life choices align with what you can do in the United States. I knew mm. from the get-go that I didn't want to go to the United States. And, and of course, I'm not there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> No, you're in Spain. Yeah. I so, mean, like, why yeah. didn't you... I'm just curious. Why, did, why didn't you want to go to the United States versus... Um, yeah. Like well, first, it, let's imagine that I had a visa, which I didn't, mm. and I wasn't going to get one to the U.S. It was going to mm. be too hard. That's, it wasn't possible for me. Mm. Um, so, uh, even if I had one, um, I knew that if I had the money to go to the United States, I'd rather spend it to go into Europe, just because I, I, I like Europe better the lifestyle, although in I knew that in the United States I could have I was able to maybe make more money, um, mm-hmm. and there are states that I feel like I really like I don't know I feel like Massachusetts is a great state. I I really want to visit New York. I think New York seems mm-hmm. super cool. I have a friend that lives in Chicago, and he loves it. He really loves Chicago. Not everything else in the U.S., but he likes Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I think that I could have yeah. enjoyed the U.S., but if I had to choose, if I can, I think that the lifestyle and the way Europeans live, it is more aligned to what I like. And I really like Europe in general. I think Europe is beautiful, and I also don't want to have a car. So the U.S. is not for me, because yeah. I want to use a car. In the U.S., you'd have to have a car, unless you live in unless you live in New York, and you pay well, like three thousand yeah. dollars in rent, like New York or Boston or yeah, so a lot of places like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, um, and also and university here is super yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, it would be almost free. Too. It'd be cheaper to go to school there for sure. That's another sure. big decision for me. Well, I'm sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I do you have any? Because sometimes I see them on TikTok. These people that like they claim to be American. They claim to be refugees from America, living in Europe. Uh, do you, do you I know hear that. I hear that. Yeah. I saw that TikTok. But I mean. I, yeah. I've got to. I gotta believe. I don't think there are there are many people doing that. There, I mean, I don't think that they they get to a hundred to the hundreds. You know, I think just a, a few people, a few cases. Because I mean, I know, <laughs> I know what they're trying to do. Uh, but I think it would be much more like a big of a deal if we. I mean, I think that the fuss about that would be bigger. And I think just mm. because of how big it is, I mean, mm. actually, how small it is, I don't think it's there are many people doing that. But yeah. the ones who are doing it, even if it's just one person, of course, it's insane. Of, I mean, you, I mean, we don't have to even argue about that. Of course, you're not a refugee. Mm. I mean, in the United States, at least you have... Yeah. Even if the 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 system is broken, you can still try to do stuff, and the government is not going to put you in jail because because of thinking differently. You know, 
And even though in yeah. the United States you can move, I mean, not everyone can move. Of course, that's a privilege. But I mean, you still, oh, you don't like the the rules in this state? Then maybe you should move to this one. Um, mm. No, mm. you have that freedom. Mm. And no one is threatening directly your life. Yeah. I mean, you can call it, of course, there are problems like anywhere, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just insane. I, it's just I don't people, know, like I, I privileged people that they don't realize how privileged they are. Yeah, I saw those TikToks and I thought, I know somebody that can talk about this. Let me see if she wants to talk. And you see, I think there were a lot of comments. Well, it depends because it, it's. Yeah. I think you shouldn't. I mean, you didn't saw this comment because I saw a lot of comments in Spanish, and that wouldn't they TikTok wouldn't show wouldn't show that to you because TikTok knows that you don't speak Spanish. Uh, but I, I saw them and there were a lot of Latino people complaining because like, you know, I need a refugee uh, status because of someone is trying to kill me so that yeah. no one is trying to kill you. Even if the police is shit with you, it's not like that. You're not being directly targeted. The government is yeah. not going to kill you, you know, because you exist well. and... That's it. I mean, you're right. Yeah, that that. So that's just insane. Right. Even the the and you have the money. You still had the money to move in a plane, and and book an Airbnb and live there with your U.S. salary, working mm-hmm. remotely. In I don't know, you know. Yeah. So no, mm-hmm. most problems are class problems, and although you can be rich. And still have to deal with things like racism. If you have money and you go to a place that is much poorer than that, even if you experience discrimination, mm. you are going to be you're still going to get ahead than the population of that place because mm. money makes way more difference than anything else. Mm. Mm. That's that's true. I mean that's that's true. Um, yeah. Before we go, because it's probably pretty late over there, and before we go, is there anything you want to tell folks? Tell the internet. Um. Um. Well, I guess that. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm seeing a lot of discourse around. Um, certain contour there's a lot of discourse that the media or the united states frames certain problems in a way that benefits them which of course mm. i mean I, I do agree but that doesn't mean that like give what me an happens like, for example there's example. a stop I, I see people uh that were constantly saying oh what is happening but so it's not that bad that's just a pretext so the US, the U.S. can invade Venezuela and take their oil. And I'm like, bro, they really, if they wanted to invade, they would have done that a long ago. They, the U.S., mm. uh, that doesn't mean they wouldn't be interested in the future if Venezuela is free. But like, here is bad. They're, they're not making a coup, but they're not trying to to, to make things up, to make, to make look Venezuela something that it isn't. Venezuela is that bad, you know. Mm. No one is faking it. 
for the media it's yeah. not faking it and the same things happens to ukraine and russia although it's even worse i think it's even even more hairless to say those kind of stuff of uh, um from ukrainians and mm-hmm. me that i had to see with my own eyes like ukrainian family and they stay at my own place um under my own rooftop so uh, it's it's just the situation with ukraine and russia is way too too sad and it, it, the fact that we let, let it go this far as a society mm. it's just shitty but it yeah. just support ukrainians that you know and organizations and those sort of stuff because um yeah what and, and the, what putin is doing is just genocide i do believe it's genocide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah don't I believe uh, don't believe it don't get around like don't think too much like just get good news from trustful sources jacobin is not that trustful source anymore that's yeah no. yeah just dig i think they call it i think they call it uh uh i forget what what it's called but uh, I, i'm not sure jacobin, it's called the i know what you're talking about i've seen I've yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen it yeah and it's not right no I've been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, thank you. No, you can come on my show anytime. Um, and I'm gonna disconnect, and hopefully, it won't take as long as it did. No, it won't. <laughs> earlier. Yeah. <laughs>